Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to episode 26 of Coach Talk. Uh, it's Tuesday. In my opinion, Tuesday is always the most important practice day of the week. Um, just because Monday... As much it's a, it's important money to go full speed, get good working, but a lot of times Monday brings a lot of new install, right? A lot of new plays, new concepts, or or, or just wrinkles and things we already do, uh, based on the, the the game plan we put together uh, to try to attack the weaknesses of of the defense we're playing. So I think Monday there there's always got to be a little bit of room for error and room for adapting and learning. Uh, so you're not always going 100% balls to the walls you know, the whole day, because, you know, it might be the first time, especially for receivers, it usually a, a lot of the time falls the most on us because you're putting in little wrinkles in the pass game. You're putting in new pass concepts. Um, there's only so much you can really change in the run game most of the time when you're this deep into the season. But it's not that hard to add three or four or five new pass concepts or, you know, to get to, you know, let's say we have three or four existing pass concepts that we already know that we like. Well, now we're going to formation them differently or add a little wrinkle to it so the defense doesn't know what to expect. So a lot of times uh, that responsibility uh, and that extra challenge falls on our shoulders as receivers. Uh, So as the receivers coach, you know, I'm pushing them through it. You have to kind of act like those, you know, any mental mistakes on that day are not acceptable just so they they feel an urgency to get them fixed. But in all reality, it, it is acceptable. Like, it is okay to take a day and kind of feel out the new game plan, feel out the nuances of it. Now, today on Tuesday, that's the day where you got to be flying around, and, it, and it's a really full-speed day of work, and, and you got to get all those things that you screwed up on yesterday, you got to get them cleaned up. And then on top of that, on a Tuesday, at least for us here at Bosco, Tuesday is now third down day, where we're game planning third down, we're game planning red zone. So not only did you just spend a day learning all the the new concepts for the week on first and second down on monday well you're going to have two or three or four new concepts here here on tuesday now for third down or for red zone so there's a lot of learning on the first two days and i think i think that's really important uh for the kids to lock in and understand you know how much harder that is you're not just coming out here playing football mindlessly uh you got to come out here focus it's a business act like a professional every kid the cool thing about coaching at don bosco versus a public school or, or you know somewhere else Every kid is here to play college football. Every kid is here, came to Bosco to further their football career. So they do have a little bit of a different mental edge where they're taking this very personally and taking it very seriously. Whereas, you know, at a, at a public school, from what I've heard from, from friends who have coached and everything, like it's a lot more lackadaisical. Uh, not everyone is there to further their football career. A lot of them are just there to have fun and play football or they're doing it because they feel pressure to or they're doing it because their friends are doing it. There's a lot of other things going on there. But, you know, kind of on a, on a similar note, you know, I've noticed just just the differences. I'm constantly kind of keeping track of the differences between high school football, college football, 
And when I first got to Wesleyan last year, just D3 football, I had come from Rutgers. Something I told the kid, like we had an unbelievably talented group of receivers. And you know, like, like I've heard, like I've said before, we broke every record there. Like there were a ton of kids there that could have played Division One football, physically, talent-wise. Um, and one thing I always told them is a big difference between the Rutgers receivers and you guys is not necessarily always talent. Like a lot of you guys, if I put you in the Rutgers program as freshmen, you'd find a way to play by the time you were a senior if you developed in that strength program and all that. The biggest difference between a D3 football player and a D1 football player, a lot of times, is is just the accumulated reps. Like at Wesleyan, there's no spring ball. There, there's you're basically not allowed to work with the kids in the offseason because it's against league rules because they want to be like academic first and let them focus on their studies and you only have a three-week preseason and then you go and you only play nine games uh, so there's not a lot of time with the kids whereas at Rutgers you get a six-week preseason you got a longer regular season you know you're playing at least 12 games uh, and then you're constantly like as soon as the offseason's over you're lifting with the team you're, you're having meetings you're watching film you get a whole month of spring ball which is an extra 20 practices and just over time, there's a ton of accumulated reps that make a difference in your game that that the D3 kids don't get. That that now, if you are a kid who runs a 4-4-40, you can come out on the field and show that 4-4 speed as a D1 athlete because all the technique is second nature, all the fundamentals are second nature because you've done them so many times. Whereas a kid who might run a 4-4 at the D3 level, he's not playing with that speed because he's a little bit hesitant because he's only done, you know, he's only beaten press coverage 32 times and is still kind of unsure of himself, doesn't really have a great plan, so he's playing a little slow. Whereas a guy at the D1 level has done it 332 times and it's second nature to him and he knows exactly what he wants to do so he can play fast. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just something I always just tell them because I really felt like I had so much talent at Wesleyan and I really did believe that there are kids there that could have played at any level. Um, but the biggest difference is those kids at, at Rutgers, they were able to maximize their ability because they were playing fast. Everything was second nature because it was beaten into them. And at Wesleyan, they're still, they were constantly learning. Like we were, I was teaching them new techniques and new habits and new strategies mid-season that they'd never heard before just because I didn't feel like we had, we had taken the step you know, far enough for the, for me to introduce them. They still had to master the, the more basic things before we could move on to that. And it was a constant learning process. Uh, and it's even more so here in high school, as much as it's a blessing to coach kids that are so serious about football, you're dealing with a lot of distractions that have nothing to do with winning at the high school level. Uh, like, you know, like like parents complaining about their kids playing or not playing or the, the play calling. All these parents think they should have an opinion on things. And that goes everywhere. That's not just Bosco. I've heard it. I'm saying this with knowledge from, from many other places in high school, but even just, for example, like a kid, you know, that we had kid, a kid who wasn't at a, our Sunday meeting because of a family obligation. His parents made him go away. There was a kid this summer, a receiver who was playing great and was playing probably as well as any receiver we had on the roster. His parents forced him to go away on vacation for 10 days, forced him. And he was upset about it, crying about it, forced him to go. He missed 10 days of crucial practice time in the summer and never really recovered and was a kid who I expected to really play and contribute, you know, at a major level for us this season and hasn't done so really because he was surpassed in those 10 days and hasn't done enough to catch up um you know there's just so many things like like you know for example we are one of our filmers quit and we've struggled to find a reliable second filmer in practice so we have a you know a decent tight shot but not the wide shot isn't always good or 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 not only did kids don't even quit permanently a kid just might not show up that day and now you're scrambling you're getting an injured kid to film practice this injured kid is not getting paid to film or is not invested in filming doesn't know how to do it has never been coached up on it and now you get a crappy you know a crappy film look for practice and it's harder for me as the coach to teach harder for the players to learn and there's just all these distractions that take away from winning and and trust me this is not 
uh, particular to Don Bosco. I would think that us at Bosco, I think we'd probably do a better job than most places at clearing these things up because we have the resources, we have this extra focus on football. But it's very frustrating as a coach who, who I'm going through this for the first time when we have to have these conversations about fixing issues that have nothing to do with winning. Or I have to worry about, you know, is our is our wide shot going to be wide enough and get all 11 players in, in the frame? Because, you know, if you, if you listen to the high school film struggles episode, uh, there's so many times in high school football where the receivers aren't even part of the picture and I can't even do any any coaching because they're out of the frame right away. Uh, and, that, and that's very frustrating. You know, and I think it's something that, uh, you know, going into year two of coaching high school football, I will I will account for much better and kind of build a plan around of understanding the limitations we have with some of these resources, understanding the limitations that some of the kids have and they might not always be available or might not always be focused. I'm also dealing with the uncertainty and the, the high strung emotions of 14 to 15 year olds, uh, which is very different than dealing with the emotions of 19, 20, 21 year olds in college. They're all kids either way, like 14 year old kids are 20 and 20 year old kids are kids. They're immature. They don't have a lot of experience, but it's a, a very different kid dealing with a, a sophomore in high school versus a sophomore in college. Um, so, you know, the list goes on with those type of things, but the same way I used to tell Wesleyan kids, uh, you know, the biggest difference between you and a Rutgers kids is accumulated reps. So with that said, we better get all the work done. We can in the off season. We better stay before and after practice. Uh, to make up those reps was, was kind of our theory. And they really bought into that. I would show them clips of, you know, a kid who was, who ran a, a 4840 at Rutgers getting open against, you know, Wisconsin because his technique was so good. And I was like, his technique is so good because he's done this 555 times. You've done it 28 times. You got 500 reps to catch up on before you're going to react uh, and, and make this so second nature and take advantage of all your athletic gifts. And even here now, like it's, it's, it's not so much accumulated reps because we get a lot of work done in the summer. It's just keeping them focused and, and and forcing them to come in with a business-like mentality every day and almost preventing them from being kids. For the two or three hours I have them in meetings and in practice, you know, to get the most out of these kids, you can't be kids. You can't be this immature kid that wants to goof around and worry about your girlfriend and worry about what people think of you or worry about, you know, being grounded when you get home and all these things that are factors in a, in a 16-year-old's life. Uh, but they're taking away from your focus and, and taking away from us winning. And I think it's something that, you know, I'm just continuing to adapt to and continuing to be aggressive about beating out of them. And, and I think I have to do more more mindset talk each day about, hey, fellas, this, this is a business day. Here's the things to focus on. It's something just to set the tone and set their mind right to eliminate all the distractions because there's definitely more distractions for these kids in high school than there, than there is in any level of college. Uh, so that's all I got. Those are my thoughts today on Tuesday. Huge, huge day for us. Uh, really important that we have that we have a great day out there and and, and get better. Uh, that's it. Episode twenty six of Coach Talk. This is Coach Leibs. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach.
Yeah. Stop. <laughs>